There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Macy Gray will compete in NBC's American Song Contest, which premieres Monday as an American version of the successful Eurovision Song Contest. I spoke with Gray in 2018 when she performed at the Bethesda Blues and Jazz Supper Club in Bethesda, Maryland. Thank you so much for joining us, Macy. How you doing? There were so many people that wanted to come that they <laughs> that they wanted to had to add a second date here. What are, what can we expect to hear when we come out? Uh, yeah, I just um, we're, we're, we have an, a new album coming out uh, this fall, and um, and so we're going to be touring, and and you're going to hear it on the radio. It's going to be it's going to be a busy second half of the year. And so I don't know. We're going to we're going to have a great time though in Bethesda. Um, my band, we're gonna have a ball. It's gonna be like the biggest party you ever been to, and um, and I can't wait because actually we haven't played there before yet. Oh, it's gonna be fun. It's a nice little intimate venue. I think uh, you're gonna enjoy it. Um, you honestly, you have one of the most unique voices that I or any of us have ever heard to come along in a long time. Um, did you did you always have that signature rasp as a kid? I know you took piano lessons, but when did you first start to to notice like, all right, my voice is actually kind of unique here. Just when I was little, because it was when I, you know, when I was younger, my voice was super high pitched, like really, like so, you know, like people were always mocking me and calling me names and laughing and stuff. <laughs> so I knew my voice was, I don't know, I knew it was different. I didn't, I didn't think it was like unique or I could do something with it until much later. But gotcha. But it was always kind of, you know, like a peculiar sound to it. <laughs> gotcha. Did you? Is it true that yeah. I re, did I read somewhere that um, you discovered the the name Macy Gray, like the stage name, by a bike accident you had as a kid? You saw it on a mailbox. Yeah, I was riding my bike. I fell down. I looked up, and the mailbox said Macy Gray. <laughs> that was it. So you just logged that away in your memory and thought I'd bust it out later in life. You, you came back around to that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, like all through school, we would have to write stories and stuff I always had I would always name one of my characters Macy Gray and then when um I joined this band in college this rock band and everybody had to make up a name to be in the band and so I said Macy Gray that's so great is it is it true also that I know you went to school for uh what, what was it screenwriting maybe but you got into music uh, were you I know you were doing some songwriting and then you had to fill in for a friend in the recording studio one time is, is that true too yeah, I was I was uh, I was I was writing songs, uh, like writing lyrics for songs, and uh, so I would write the lyrics, and then someone would come in and sing them, and so she kind of stopped showing up, so I had to sing the songs just to show everybody how the song went, and so I had all these little tapes with my voice on it, and um, and then that was the beginning. Awesome. That's how that's 
started singing. So you started singing in some jazz clubs and things around town. How did you actually get seen and signed to the label for your first album? Um, well, back then it was it was all hustle. It was like uh, playing clubs and you know mailing your demo tape out to labels and stuff like that, and um, going all over town. You know, putting stickers of your band all over the place. <laughs> it was like it was a different kind of hustle because. There wasn't all that internet and Instagram and stuff, but um, it was more just like just playing a lot. I was out, I was out in Los Angeles, and they have all these venues on Sunset that that a lot of new bands go to and play mm-hmm. because they know all the labels hang out there. So me and my band were just always over there, you know. And then uh, one day we played this place called the Roxy, and a guy from Atlantic came, but he was coming to see another band. And he came early, and we were playing, and then uh, he talked to me after, and I got a record deal like two weeks later. That's so cool. And, of course, that debut uh, studio album was on How Life Is. We'll never forget it. And, of course, the single I Try won the Grammy for you for Best Female Pop Vocal, and it's lodged into all of our memories all these years later still. Uh, how much did that truly change your life? Um, well, it changes everything, you know, because you... Uh, you know, suddenly you're on the radio and people know who you are. And um, I got to, you know, I had never been out of the States before, except for to go to Canada. So I went all over the world and uh, I don't know. It's just, you just, it just opens, you see all this stuff you never saw before. Well, why, do you think that's that, so, why do you think that song connected so well with so many people? Um, I think lyrically everybody could relate because you know, everybody has that situation or that relationship where they're always talking about they're going to leave it or they're going to change it, you know, and you wake up the next day and you're not going nowhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard to, so, it's uh, hard to get out of that cycle sometimes and, and take that leap. You try to get out. Yeah, so I, <laughs> yeah you try. <laughs> Exactly. That's awesome. Well, um, I know shortly after, you started acting in some movies and stuff, too. Like you said, that song and that album changed everything. You start getting some movie roles. Tell me about working on Training Day. I know uh, Antoine Fuqua cast a, a bunch of musicians. Um, Snoop was in it. Dr. Dre was in it. You were in it. What was it like stand, sitting there on you know, on set and, and being with Denzel freaking Washington and Ethan Hawke? Like, that's a huge deal. I know. It was so wild because I was a huge Denzel fan, so I'd be sitting there right there, like, talking to him like he was my boy, like, hey, blah, blah, blah. It was, um, that was wild, because I, I wasn't expecting that, so, um, I don't know. I think it was my first movie, and, uh, I had no intentions on becoming an actress or nothing like that, so it's different when you don't put all that pressure on yourself, you know. Like you want to be the best actress in the world and all that stuff, or when you just just go do it because it's fun and because you get to go hang out with Denzel, you know. So it was it was that kind of vibe for me, and I was loose, and uh, so I think that that made it doable for me because I wasn't all you know, like it wasn't all intense to me at the time. But now, of course, that's all different. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Right after yeah. that, you didn't didn't you get involved with a bunch of more movie uh, projects came for you too. Hey, remind us what you did on those. I was in uh, Spider Man. I was in a movie called Paperboy. Uh, I was in For Color Girls. I was in a bunch like I've been in a bunch of movies. Um, so I love acting. It's just uh, 
my I I tour quite a bit. My music and I'm constantly uh, making records and in the studio. So that's my number one. And uh, I've had to pass up on some stuff because uh, because I'm doing stuff with my music. My number ten album is called Ruby. It's uh, my favorite album by me. It's it's amazing. I can't wait till you hear it. And I know you guys are gonna play it like crazy on the radio. So you're gonna hear it. It's it's amazing. And trust me, you're gonna love it. Awesome. When's it come out again? Uh, this fall, September. Okay, awesome. Well, in closing, uh, if our listeners have been hearing this, they're jacked about your show at Bethesda Blues and Jazz. Why should they come out? It's a simple question, but I like ending the interview with that. What can they expect if they come out? Why are they going to have a good time? Um, our, our shows, it's just, it's just like a big party. It's just, it's just everybody comes, and it's just loose. You get to be yourself, and you get to scream and dance and sweat. And... Uh, it's just a party. It's like going to, uh, to the best party you've ever been to. That's so awesome. Well, you've been more than generous with your time. We will let you let you run, everybody. Again, it's Macy Gray at Bethesda Blues and Jazz on Friday and Saturday. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.